on today's episode of Kick Some Glass, getting to know what Melissa and I would rather and how you can decide what kind of job you would rather. How's it going? Good, good. How are you doing? I am fantastic. I am home in my hometown in Grand Falls, Windsor, Newfoundland, and Labrador for a couple days. Um, kind of a bit of an extended vacation for me, but uh, I'm loving it. The weather is cold here today, but uh, it's been a good trip home, I must say. It's nice to have mom cooking for me for once. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And are you all tanned? I am super tan for Mexico. Well, no, tan for me because I'm a very pale person. Um, it's more so a burn that's starting to turn into a tan. But yeah, I am. I am definitely a different color than what than what I was when I left Newfoundland two weeks ago. <laughs> well, that's good. You always yeah. have to like come home when you go south, right? You need to come back with at least some sort of color, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter if it's red or if you're if you're if you're tan, you have to come back with something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise people don't believe you went anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> people still don't really believe that I went there because I'm really not that dark, but I mean I'm darker than what I normally am, so that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how was Mexico? It was fantastic, I must say. The resort that I stayed at, it was phenomenal. No issues whatsoever. Um, the only thing, there was a couple days down there, it was too hot. There was one day, it was 38 degrees. And I mean, that's just that's just too hot for me. So I think if I do another all-inclusive down south, I'll probably go in like February or September when it's a bit like, you know, more bearable down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's really hot. That's like, that's, that's really hard hot, to be yeah. outside. Like you just, you're cooking at that point, right? Like you're literally yeah. like cooking yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like 28 to like 30 is a good range for me, but yeah, 37, 38 to that's too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a bit much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I think the last time we, we talked, we were talking a little bit about um, the leadership race with the PC party and your involvement in that. Is there an update or anything like that? Yes, very good news on that. So uh, I was campaigning for Chess Crosby, and uh, good news, Chess actually won uh, the leadership race. So uh, all the the year and a half of work that myself and the other members of the Crosby team put in paid off. And I mean, I must say, I'm very, very happy with how the weekend went. Uh, the party came out unified, and I mean, it's just it's phenomenal the support. And we're really um, we're really catching up to the Liberals now. So I'm excited to see what 2019 brings. It's gonna it's gonna be a long road there, but I'm excited to see what we can. Uh, bring to the table for the next election. Awesome. Well, it sounds like progress, right? You can't ask for much more than that. No, not at all. Let's keep moving the needle. Yeah. So you're chilly there today. Yeah, it's like five degrees here today. It's not. It's not oh. nice. It was, it was twenty degrees two days ago, and now it's just it's gone again. So oh my I, didn't, I didn't even take home any closed toe shoes, and all I have is flip flops and like wedge heels. <gasps> And oh, no. I, uh, I bought a jean jacket and I'm lucky I brought one pair of leggings home with me. But for the moment, I guess I'm still thinking that I'm in Mexico. So I have like right. shorts and maxi dresses and skirts. And <laughs> yeah, it was, I didn't really pack well for this trip, but uh, that's fine. I'm going back to St. John's tomorrow. So I'll have access to my full wardrobe again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, today, um, this well, today is my dad's birthday. And so this morning I took him out to play uh, around a round of golf. 
and it was it was nine degrees here in Halifax and I was freezing because it was also like misty like misty almost raining so it was like damp and cold and the wind and I was just like <laughs> I was dying I'm like I'm so cold so but now I feel like a wimp because it's five degrees where you are oh god <laughs> oh yeah not goodness. ideal golf weather no, no, not at all. It's like, go <laughs> we hopped in the truck after I'm like, turn on the heated seats. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my goodness. So cold. Yeah. So while you were like, while you were, you know, enjoying the sun and the beach and, you know, drinks with little umbrellas, I was actually in Newfoundland. <laughs> so a little, a little bit, a little different yeah. kind of vacation. <laughs> but a good one nonetheless oh my goodness it was so good it was so good like my I well first of all I ate really really well <laughs> I like I like there's so many good you would and I never thought of this before but it was just like there was so much good food there like everywhere everywhere I went had like the most amazing food I have ever tasted <laughs> either that or it's just I live too much on salad in my normal day to day life that when I break out of that routine that I'm just like, oh, everything tastes so good. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing trip. I, I ate really well. I drank a lot. I <laughs> lots of entertainment. It was just it was a blast. It was so much fun. Um, it was hard to come home. I was like, I think I want to live here now. <laughs> Hey, we'll welcome you with open arms. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, and that's the thing. Like, um, like the Newfoundland hospitality, it's it's a real thing. Like, it really is like the most friendly, welcoming place. It's like everybody. It seemed like everybody I met was just like a friend that I hadn't seen in a long time. You know? No, I yeah. totally understand. We're all we were very welcoming people. That's for sure. Yes, indeed, indeed. And it was good to it was good to see you and um spend some time with Colin too, our podcast editor, our podcast genius. <laughs> Cuz I hadn't seen him in so Colin and I actually first met in college and I hadn't seen him in like my goodness, like almost 10 years, I think. Actually like seen him face to face, so that was really cool. And I guess well, and you know we're recording this um like May 17th and this probably won't be released for a couple of weeks, but um, we probably should wish Colin a happy birthday. His birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday, Colin. Thank you for being our genius producer and editor of this podcast. Happy birthday, Colin. I'm sure I'll see you for drinks tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm so jealous. I'm not going to be there. Well, I'm sure you can catch a flight deal now. You can oh, make a good yeah. for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Last minute flight deal. I yep. should actually. That would be a <laughs> that'd be hilarious to just show up. Yes. Um okay, so since we are you know, we're both sort of new to doing the, the podcast thing together. Um, we've, we're only a few episodes in of our like co-hosting journey. Um, we thought we should do some get to know you stuff. And so this will sort of serves a double purpose. So we're going to get to know each other a little bit better. Plus, we're going to, I guess, let our listeners get to know us a little better better with some would you rather questions. Uh, so you, are you down? Are you game, Melissa? Oh, I am so game. 
Okay. Um, all right. So I picked up, I just grabbed some questions from uh, Lifehacks website, I guess. Um, so we're going to see, we'll see how this goes. Um, so the first question is, would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the most intelligent? That's a tough one. I think I would rather be the funniest person, honestly, because I mean, intelligence, it's kind of like an arbitrary thing. Um, you could be intelligent, but you might not have any common sense. But I mean, I, yeah, I think I'd like to be the funniest person because I'm usually not very funny. So like for once in my life, I would like to be the funny person in the room. <laughs> yeah. I know when I first read this, first read this question, my immediate, like my knee jerk reaction is like intelligent. Of course, I want to be smart. But then I'm like, well, that doesn't necessarily mean I would be likable, right? So like in a room or like at a party, I want to be funny. I would, and, and also, yeah, I am never like the funniest person anywhere. So I think that would be nice to experience being the funniest person in the room. All right. The second question, would you rather have a free Wi-Fi wherever you go or have free coffee whenever you want? Oh, definitely free coffee. That is no question for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, this is a, so tough. I'm like, who designed this like hellish question? Because like, I live off Wi-Fi and coffee <laughs> combined. Like, um, that's how my life runs. Yeah, I guess worst case scenario, I would rather have free co- Like, I would rather have free coffee and have to like pay for data. I think. Yeah, I <laughs> then mean, have to pay for coffee. <laughs> I don't know. I spend a lot of money on coffee, so I think it would kind of even out. I have a pretty cheap data plan. I'm happy to say that. Um, so I think I'd be able to live without the free Wi-Fi wherever I go. Plus, I like to disconnect from time to time as well. So uh, yeah, I would definitely have to go with free coffee. Oh, that's smart. I find it. I find disconnecting really hard. I feel like I'm amputating a limb when just like even just putting my phone on silent. Sometimes I start getting like start to get the jitters oh yeah i know i'm like oh what is going on what's going on what's going on what's going on oh my goodness but i will i will say though when i was in newfoundland i did a really good job of like not checking my phone at all like like totally not like i would think i don't know it was just being removed from my normal schedule and my normal routine i just sort of found it really strangely easy to disconnect but um, in my normal day to day, I I have a really hard time not checking email, not checking messages, not checking social. Like it's it's crazy. It's a problem. I think. <laughs> so yeah, maybe the free coffee is the better option. <laughs> but then again, coffee isn't really that healthy for you either. I mean, if I had access to free coffee, I would just drink it all the time, which is something that I used to do. I mean, I found when I was working, I was drinking like 10 and 11 cups of coffee a day. And I mean, that's not healthy either. You need to you need to find a good balance. balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, this one. Would you rather have no one show up for your wedding or your funeral? <sighs> Ah, I looked at this one earlier and I don't know what to make of it. I mean, no one's showing up for your wedding. I mean, that's that's just sad. <laughs> I don't know. I guess like you, would, you wouldn't know if nobody would show up for your funeral. So uh, I guess that's true. That's true, right? You wouldn't know. Um, yeah, I don't know what's, yeah, I don't know what's sadder. <laughs> no one's showing up for your wedding, I guess, would mean that no one likes you or supports your getting married yeah obviously there's some issues there if nobody shows up (laughs) yeah uh no one no one at your funeral 
means you didn't have an impact on anybody your whole life or no one even feels guilty enough to go. Or maybe you're the last person to die and you have nobody. Oh, you have nobody. Yeah. Or maybe they're all too sad to go. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to go with you. I think maybe pick funeral because you wouldn't know if yeah, no one exactly. showed up. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't be upset if you don't know. Or maybe you're not having a funeral. I know recently my great uncle, uh, he passed away uh, two weeks ago, but uh, he actually donated his body to medic. He donated his body to medical science. So they're not, they're not having a funeral or anything for him. He just passed away. And then someone from MunMed came and picked up his body. So. Oh my God. Nothing. No, like Like, celebration of life or. I think they're having like a, like a short service probably next month or something like that. But no, he just decided to donate his body to medical science. Wow. I know, right? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always thought, like, I wouldn't want one of those big, like, production funerals, like, with a whole big church service and, like, procession and, like, gravesite stuff. Like, I I don't know, like, just cremate me and get together and have a few drinks. Like, that's, like, that would be my ideal ideal funeral. But not, again, I w- I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to know what people do. So, yeah. Have a celebration of life as opposed to uh, opposed to yeah. actual funeral. Yeah, 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 I like that idea a lot better. I just and I also like the idea of people just you know my death being a good excuse for people to get together and and have some drinks and have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah. So, and speaking of death, would you rather know how you will die or when you will die? Neither. <laughs> no, I know, right? Neither. I don't want to know anything about when I die or when I will die or how I'm going to die. No, no, don't like it. <laughs> I know. Well, I think if I'm if I'm really forced to choose, I would rather know how than when. I really don't want to know when. Like, yeah. I think see, that I would just be scared. Like, I would just like, oh, you're going to die in a car crash. So every time I get into a car, it's just like, oh, God, I would just like I, I honestly think that if I knew how I will die, I would just live in a bubble and I would never leave my house. <laughs> I see. I don't know if that would I don't like I'm not sure if my behavior would necessarily change if I knew how because in some way like like if it if it if I knew I was going to die in a car crash there in some way I know anytime I get in a car I could die in a crash right you know yeah. or like anytime I step outside the house <laughs> like I um yeah, so I don't know. So I think I would rather know how than when. And I just, unless the how was a really like weird something, like you're going to die skydiving or something. Do you know what I mean? Or like some, or scuba diving or something that I don't do on a regular basis, that might change things. But yeah, I, but I really, really don't want, I really would not want to know when. I wouldn't want to have that like date in my mind. I, that would be awful. Yeah. I think both are awful, so. <laughs> <laughs> both are pretty awful, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, would you rather speak all languages or be able to speak to all animals? Hmm. I don't know. Probably speak all languages. Because um, right now I only know two languages. I know English and French. Um, and I definitely like to, like, you know, learn Spanish and um Chinese, Mandarin, all that stuff. I'd like to be able to learn that. But I don't know. I enjoy talking to my cat and my rabbit. So I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. I know. I, there's so many times I 
I look at my, like I have a Yorkie and I look at my dog and I'm like, man, I'd love to talk to you. Like, I would love to know what you, like what you're thinking or like, I would love to be able to talk to you. But then sometimes I think maybe my bond with my dog is special because it's nonverbal. So I think, I think I would rather be able to speak all languages in the world. I think that would be amazing. Like travel would be so cool. If you It'd could be so speak. much easier. I know. If you could just speak every language. And I really am only fluent in English. Um, like my French, the high school level French that I got, you know, is not sufficient for anything. Um, <laughs> it's not adequate. Um, so I just, yeah, I think it would be really cool if I could speak, you know, Spanish for going down south or speak some of the European languages and tour around Europe and be able to speak in the, like, the language of the country I was visiting. I think that would be amazing. Um, even though I really would love to have a conversation with my dog sometime, I think, I think maybe it's best we don't. Maybe I wouldn't want to know what he has to say. <laughs> yeah, maybe he can with you or something. Who knows? I know. <laughs> okay, sometimes I get, like, I don't know. And I'm, I'm probably completely projecting onto him and making it up in my mind. Sometimes he gives me this look like, really, woman? Really? <laughs> so, yeah, maybe I wouldn't want to know what he has to say. Uh, all right, the next one. Would you rather get away with lying every time or always know that someone is lying? always know that someone is lying yes I, yeah 100 yeah. yep. i like to think that i'm a fairly honest person but uh i mean obviously sometimes you have to not so much manipulate the truth but kind of build on it mm -hmm. um well, i like I that build I've, on I've, the truth <laughs> yeah, i've been lied to a couple times and like they they because usually i can tell i can pick up on those cues but i've been blatantly lied to a couple times and i haven't been able to pick up on it so yeah i would definitely oh. like to know when someone is lying my life would be so much easier if i knew that <laughs> Yeah. Yes, for sure. I, I, yeah, I think that one's, that one for me was really obvious. I'm like, I would much rather know if someone was lying to me than get away with lying. Like, I don't, I also don't want to live a life where I need to get away with lying, <laughs> you know, that's like, true, yeah. I don't, that's not like, that doesn't sound good to me I, at all. So I would, yeah, much rather know that someone is lying to me. It's like a scandal type thing if you have to get away with lying every time. I'm not I'm not into that. Yeah, no. No. That's like that's be incredibly stressful. Like if you if you were like lying a lot or you had the sort of life where you need to get away with lying, like man, how stressful that would be. I had to lie to one of my friends once because we were planning a surprise party for him. And oh my gosh, it was probably the most stressful six hours of my life. <laughs> only six hours it was only six hours and I'm just like oh god no I can't do this there's too much like there's too much burden on me right now <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> and it wasn't even that big of a lie so <laughs> I know it's just and it was like a lie for a good reason I know and they were able to find out about the lie after so like it was it was fine <laughs> but no it was it was very stressful yeah oh my goodness On to our next segment, we're going to be discussing our career content, and we're going to talk about um, how to choose a position um, for your career advancement or for your job search. 
Okay, so last episode, we talked a little bit about this, about how you shouldn't be, when you're looking for a new job, you shouldn't be positioning yourself as like a Jack or Jill of all trades. You shouldn't be trying to be everything for everyone. You want to really narrow down your your search by position and really choosing some very specific positions. Um, that's the most effective way to find a new job is if you are really sort of really positioning yourself as a solution to a very specific problem. So that means you want to be targeting very similar positions and very specific positions. Um, And what I find with a lot of job searchers is that just trying to choose that position, what that is that they should be going after, you know, especially if they're looking to sort of advance their career or maybe move in a slightly different direction. Sometimes knowing what that specific position should be can be a challenge. Um, And mostly because a lot of people aren't quite sure if, you know, where they should be going because they're not quite sure if they'll like the positions that they're sort of choosing. Um, And also there's a little bit of this fear of, well, if I settle on this position over here, that means I'm, you know, discounting or I'm eliminating all of these other choices that I could be going after. So it can be a little bit stressful, um, but I do have some questions um, that can sort of help you, first of all, gain a little bit of confidence and make you feel a little bit more reassured with making those choices um, and also help point you towards things that you might not have thought of before um, or point you in a, in a direction that feels good to you. So it sort of feels good in your bones when you're making this decision of what specific positions you should be going after. Um, okay, so as so what you want to think about is you want to think about your, either your current job where you're currently working, or you want to think about jobs that you've held in the past. And sort of when you're answering these questions, sort of think about all of your work experience cumulatively so that you have sort of that broader base to draw from. So you want to think about, first of all, what do you like best about your job? What makes you happy at work? So maybe there are parts of your job right now that you really love that you would want to continue doing. Um, And you, therefore, what positions would that be a big part of your job? So if you really love customer service or you really love building relationships or do you really love more of the technical stuff and you don't necessarily want to deal with so many people, really start thinking about what it is that lights you up while you're at work and what positions would you get to do more of that in? And then sort of extending on that is what do you have a natural talent for? Like what is your zone of genius? What comes really easy to you. Um, These things, things that come easy to you are, are, can often be things that you overlook because it seems so natural to you. But those talents are actually what what will propel your career. And those talents, those natural talents um, are where you can command more money because what might take somebody else more time or a lot more effort to do because is more effortless for you. So that's something to really think about. What sort of jobs would capitalize on the things that come easiest to you? Uh, and then the alternative, what do you 
like least about your current job or a previous job that you've had and how can you avoid doing a lot of that um and of, of course i caution you a little bit here no job is ever going to be a hundred percent perfect um there are always going to be a few things that you don't like doing there are always going to be a few challenges in your job that you know a few things that are going to like tick you off that you wish you didn't have to deal with um but the goal here is just sort of to make minimize that so that's not your whole day um but just you know, recognize that there are always going to be a few things you're not going to like about your job. Um, and again, what what sort of tasks or functions from a previous job are a real struggle? So those things that really take a lot of effort or take a lot of your time or that, you know, you find a little too challenging. Those are things that you want to try to avoid in your future position, your new position. What small changes would have made your previous jobs better or your current job better? Um, this can really help you when you're looking for a new job in what sort of companies you might want to work for. So maybe you would have preferred a more collaborative environment than a more independent environment. Maybe you would have preferred a smaller company as opposed to a larger company with a lot of bureaucracy. Um, so to think about those the small changes that could have made your job better. Uh, what other business units or groups did you interact with regularly and what did you like about their jobs? So when you're working in a, in a company and you're working with other people in your company or in your organization, um, think about the people that you interacted with, what their jobs were, and think about if there was anybody you know, and, or any of those sorts of positions that really interested you. Um, you know, you get exposed to a lot of different jobs and a large variety of jobs and positions in your current role. And so start really thinking about what that might be like for you. And if any of those seem like a really good fit for you. Um, and, you know, before you take the leap and completely change your career, you know, I would certainly you know, take advantage of those relationships within your company, get to know these people, maybe conduct an informational interview with them to really learn what the ins and outs of their job are like. Um, but, but use those opportunities, use that exposure to sort of explore your options. Oh, this is a good one. What do coworkers ask you for help with? So if you're struggling with identifying your zone of genius, if you're struggling with identifying what you're really good at, think about what people come to you for. Think about what people are frequently asking for help with. Um, there is a good chance that you are the go-to resource for something in your department or your company or your organization or your office. And whatever that is, that is what you're good at. That is your zone of genius. So you wanna look for positions, again, where you can do more of that. Um, and then, of course, the company culture. What do you like most? What do you like least? Um, that can really help guide your search um, with what sort of companies you should be targeting. And what kind of activities or projects make you feel most proud? Um, so what are the sorts of things that you've done at work where you left work that day and you were like, wow, that was amazing. That was a great day. I feel great. I really like won today. 
what are what are those things? What are those things that make you feel like you you've won or make you feel like you're killing it at your job? Um, so those sorts of things are the things that you want to fill your day with. So you want to look for positions where those things would be prevalent. Um, so yeah, so you want to sort of ask yourself these questions and that can really help you narrow down your search and narrow down those positions. And like we mentioned in the last episode, the more you can narrow down your search and really get clear and focus on your target position, your target company, the more successful and quicker you're going to find a new job. Yeah, Melissa, any other questions or anything else like that that you that I missed or that you think we should talk about? No, I mean, I think we covered it all here. But again, just building on what you said, it's so, so important to kind of narrow down what you're looking for. I mean, just going out and applying for jobs like, oh, I want any job. That's not like it's just not a, uh, a solid career search uh, tip there. And um yeah, pretty much just you need to you need to think about what your passion is and what you'll be happy at. I mean, if your passion is financial analysis, there's no point for you to go and apply for a marketing job because chances are you're not going to like that. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to go like against your own nature or against your grain. Like it'll just be pure misery. And you also can't, you're not setting yourself up for success. Like you, it's not likely that you will excel or easily advance in your career. If you're hating every minute of your day, Um, there's no, there's not a lot of chance that you're going to be taking initiative or wanting to do more or really um, impressing people. If, if you really are not into what you're doing day in, day out. Yeah, you need to make sure that that passion is there in order for you to succeed in advance. Yes, absolutely. And um, yeah, so definitely you want to narrow down your zone of genius, really, you know, zero in on on what's going to make you happy um, and have an impact. And and it could be anything. I, you know, I've seen some people get a little bit too caught up in feeling like, um, what they what they are passionate about needs to be something like um, altruistic or philanthropic or you know like they they need to do like save the world kind of stuff and that's not true it could be like maybe um, like Melissa mentioned that's her example like financial analysis maybe that really lights you up maybe that's for your happiest. And that's completely fine. Um, you really need to explore your own passions and interests without any self-judgment. Um, that's the the best way to sort of go about this self-exploration is just leave leave the judgment behind and just, you know, get to know what's, what's going to make you happy. We're going to move on to our last segment of today's podcast, and we're going to be talking about uh, some n- women-centered news, I guess. And I came across this article, Melissa. Did you get a chance to read this from Career I Contessa? Did. I did. Okay. <laughs> yes, you have thoughts? <laughs> Pardon me? I said, so you have some thoughts? Hi. <laughs> uh- I only just read it like five minutes ago. Okay, no, that's okay. Cut that out. Cut that out. No, No, that's totally okay. It's okay. So 
Um, I just thought this was really interesting. It was interesting, but also, um, unfortunately, I guess, or depressingly, it wasn't surprising. Um, so um, I'll post the link to the article in the, the show notes. So if you're listening, you can just go to the show notes and and click the link to, to read the full article. But basically, there was an economist at Princeton who did a study um, on women and men who become parents and how that becoming a parent impacted their career in any way, either positively or negatively, you know, male versus female impacts. Um, and he did the study in Denmark where they have um, a full year of paid family leave. And that full year of paid leave can be split equally 50-50 between the man and the woman or the, the mom and the dad. Um, so, so theoretically speaking, this should have zero impact um, on like on the careers or it should have equal impact on the careers if both the man and the woman can take equal time off from, from their job. Um, but of course, that's not what happens. There is a, there is some disparity there. Um, and it, he basically found that women end up earning 20% less than their male counterparts. And it goes on to say that the childbearing accounts for 80% of the wage gap in Denmark. So just women giving birth um, is a big part of why there's still a wage gap still exists in Denmark. Um, and what I also found really interesting in this article, and again, not surprising, but they were saying that even though this, um, even though this paid leave can be split 50, 50, it often isn't because women just feel guilty. Women feel like they are expected to take more of that time with their children than the father. So, um, yeah, so they didn't often, it's not often split 50-50. And then if a woman, and even when it is split 50-50, women are still penalized, I guess, and lose about 20% of their salary over the course of their career if they choose to have kids. Uh yeah, were there any surprises here for you, Melissa? I mean, I like I kind of expected that because that's pretty much the same as what it is in Canada, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. But what stood out to me was the second half of the article. Um, it's not just about the money and mm-hmm. how even at home, women are still expected to do more, and they oftentimes do do more. So one that stood out to me, so 76% of breadwinning, breadwinning mothers, per se, um, keep track of their children's schedules, whereas only 22% of breadwinning dads do that. So that's something that stood out to me. I mean, you think that uh, your husband or your partner will go and they will do it whatever they can to help you. But I mean, the women still often end up doing more than what the husband does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like what they call it. They call it um, in this article, they refer to it as the, sh- the second shift. So yeah. like women, you go off and you work all day and you come home and you have a second job to do because you're doing more than your your partner, which to me doesn't sound like much of a partner, right? Like in a partnership, there should be some, a little bit more equality there. Um, But yeah, and I did, so this, I'm trying to see where this was the 40%. I'm not sure if this 40% of breadwinners is in the U S or in Denmark, but basically it's saying that 
40% of families, the mom is the one who is making the most money. Like that's, that is more than I expected. Oh yeah, for sure. Which is really kind of sad because women tend to not get paid as much for the same jobs, right? So there's a wage gap and yet still 40% of families have the mom as the primary breadwinner. And then they're doing all this extra work at home. Yeah. And again, just uh, further down the article, it says here that 52% of women are burning out from the weight of their household responsibilities. And I mean, you're probably coming home from work already burnt out. I mean, it's not it's not fair for someone to come home and continue this burnout and not have a chance to like sit back and relax because they have to do they have to do the cooking, they have to do the laundry, they have to do the cleaning in the house. Again, it needs to be a shared responsibility between men and women. Yeah, yeah. And if so, and if they're And if you're a mom and you're the one that's keeping track of the schedules, keeping track of the homework, volunteering at the school, like joining the PTA, uh, like that, like that alone is, is a full, is a full-time job, right? So it really is like women having two jobs and still not making as much money. I guess when you see the numbers put like that, it, it, it's a little bit, I don't know. It's alarming. Yeah, it, well, it is. It's alarming. That's the word for it. It is alarming when you see the numbers put that way. Then I think a lot of this, and I think we've talked about this before, too, because I don't think it's so much that... I think a lot of it is, um, again, cultural, like how you're raised or what you what you're brought up to think the expectations are. And I know, like, for for me and for, for you, like we sort of grew up in a more, um, equal household, right? Like where things were shared fairly equally. Um, and I think maybe that definitely impacts how you look at this sort of thing. Um, yeah, because I, I, I find it shocking because I, I just know my mother wouldn't put up with that. (laughs) Like if my mom, like when my mom came home from work, she was not going to do more than my dad was doing there. Like, there's no way. <laughs> it's like, you know, like if the dishwasher needed to be emptied, my mom would tell my dad, like, empty the dishwasher. I like, think I'm tired too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So um, I will, like I said, I will put the link uh, to this article in our show notes. so You can take a look at it um, yourself. Um, but it is interesting because, you know, there is progress being made to close the wage gap. It's very, it seems really slow. Um, but this is just obviously something else that needs to be considered and and addressed is how mothers or just the potential that a woman could be a mother, um, I guess is part of the problem as well. Um, how that is sort of impacting this wage gap and impacting, um, well, really impacting the lives uh, of women. And with that, I think we are done for this episode. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Your support means the world to us. We love hearing from our listeners. Please, please, please email us anytime at kickglasspodcast at gmail.com. And that's Kick glass, G L A S S podcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Facebook in the Kick Glass Career Women Facebook group. And that's facebook.com slash groups slash kick 
glass. All right, thank you so much, Melissa. And uh, I guess the next time I talk to you, you will be in St. John's. Yes, I will be back in the big city. I'll be back to my towny ways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks. Thanks so much, everybody. And uh, we'll see you. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Yes, yeah, go kick some glass. <laughs>